This Game Source podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Gamer Protection Guild. The GPG is looking out for every gamer's needs. Find them on Facebook and like them. Gamer Protection Guild. I mean, I wouldn't really consider mine the new model. No, because a slim would be the new model. Yeah. So yeah, I would sell it on eBay. Because they say they their trading value is saying 169. Trading value for a PS3? Yeah. I bet you it's a 500 slim. Yeah, you would have to take a look. Let me see. Hold on. GameStop trading value. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bing it. We can start the podcast whenever you're ready. By the way. <laughs> or I am going to use some of this stuff in the beforehand. Uh, this is episode seventy nine. I want to say. All right. Well, did Chris ever come by your place? No, it's not ten o'clock yet. Ah. He said after ten. What is he swimming by there for? Because he wants to see me again. He missed me. Oh, man, love. That's right. Corey's neglecting him. It's the only. It's the only love that lasts forever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know how you would know that. <laughs> I like this one. I like this one. PS3 trading value for an 80 gig PS3. Answer, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, to Game Source Podcast. Oh, actually, episode 79. Another episode. So, Nick, can you tell us a little bit more about The Last of Us? I'll be honest with you, man. Like, the beginning part of the game, I mean, the beginning part, like, no joke, I mean, almost get you choked up. Yeah, I mean, that was that was such an emotional... Yeah, I, and leave it to me to play it on Father's Day. I picked a good day to play it. <laughs> but, I mean, you, so you, I mean, you obviously got to that. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I mean, the emotion, I, I... I don't know if I've seen emotion like that in a game. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. It was almost it was almost heart wrenching. Well, look who made it. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, am I am I wrong or am I just like being overcritical? Because I, I mean, that was a, that was a really that was a hard part to watch. It was. It was. It definitely hit. It was like whoa, because yeah. you don't see it coming, and then all of a sudden you're like whoa. Yeah. And I mean, for him to just—I I mean, the way they just so naturally—he was just so naturally moved by. I mean, you, it, it felt like genuine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just—I was telling Gerald. I mean, to watch how he, to watch his involvement, like to watch Joel's relationship with Ellie from what it started with—I tra- mean, literally transformed throughout the entire game to what ended up happening at the end, and just to be able to. 
I, I mean, for him to to I mean, it was literally a transformation, and you know, it's just uh, I mean, Naughty Dog just made such an such an incredible game, and and so what's your score on it? I have to give it a nine point eight. Okay, why I is it not perfect? I didn't give it perfect because there were there were some as much as it kills me. Um, there were because some. Because you gave Tomb Raider a ten. And I loved Tomb Raider, but I would have never have went there. I, if I had the option of doing so, I would I would probably rescind that and give that probably a nine point five. Okay. So what are the the small quirks of the game that um, keep it away there from? were uh, there were some graphical graphical problems with the game. Um, it, it was a little tedious when you were trying to scale some areas, uh, especially there was one particular part when uh, I had like a massive group infected uh, that were you know coming to rape me basically and the character like like the guy got through the window first and then I was hitting the X button to climb up on the ledge and you know Ellie taking her sweet time climbing up on the ledge while I was getting like you know beat to death by a bunch of infected um, and then it, like it was kind of glitching and it wouldn't let me get up and I almost died um, and then there's some, uh, there were some, uh, like something that I just noticed as, as having previously done three animation myself, which, which kind of was uh, bothered me a little bit was, um, it seemed like they used the same texture mapping pretty much throughout the entire game. Um, and although the CG cinematics were really, I mean, I was really impressed by how graphically amazing the CG was, um, and just how fluidly it moved back and forth in between gameplay, where some some parts of the game were actually difficult to tell whether they were CG or gameplay, live gameplay. Um, however, um, some of the uh, I think they kind of for such an incredible game, they they kind of fell behind on the voice voice acting of the bad guys a little bit. It started becoming really monotonous. They st- repeated the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Um, there there were periodically some. Um, some issues related to uh, you, you know uh, glitching a little bit. I had some weird graphical problems um, with the with this big white square appearing in the middle of the screen. Um, the AI was a little retarded sometimes. Um, they got in the way. They inhibited your movement. Um, that was that was a little bit a little bit annoying. But I, I really don't have a whole lot of bad things about to say about the game. Um, I uh, as far as language goes. Um, I it is not a kid friendly game. By by any That's why they have that big old M yeah. right on it. Even for me I had I had a problem with some of the language in that game. Um even even for me the language was it was a bit um it was a bit much with the language. Um there were especially some words in particular that bother me in great magnitude um that were said a lot in that game that really, 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 really bothered me. So, um, that of which I will not repeat because I do not like saying the word and I do not like hearing the word. So, um, but still, it gets a nine point eight from you. It does get a nine point eight. It was an absolutely incredible game. It was one of the most emotionally compelling titles I have ever played. Um, it. Uh, absolutely just you know um absolutely incredible just uh you know you almost you almost have an emotional attachment and and to see 
um, such incredible character transformation throughout the game from from what they start out as. And um, storyline was just firm. It was solid. Um, there was a little displacement, I think, periodically through the game where um, your your I think your goal, your end goal, the end result of the um, of the storyline, and it became a little convoluted along the way. And I, I think at some points you you kind of lost sight a little bit of what you were supposed to be doing, but um, they were kind of quick to remind remind you that your goal was to find the fireflies, and um, they kind of diverted the story back in the right place. And um, just uh, the voice acting, voice acting was great. Uh, you know, it, it was almost like something out of a uh, something out of out of a movie. I mean, it, it was uh, you know the game was very strategic. I think one of the great components about The Last of Us is, and Jamie, and you you having played it, you know this. Um, you are literally, literally scavenging through, through. I mean, they. I, I think they really, they really in this game. They, uh, there's such a real world sense of of supplies, and they intentionally limit your ability to carry a large amount of ammunition. I, I mean, it's a very realistic game. I mean, you are literally scavenging and finding. You know, in, in random periodic houses and drawers, uh, you know, maybe a bullet here, uh, you know, maybe a couple bullets here. I mean, your handcraft and weapons. And I, I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, it's just they it, it just such an incredible sense of realism. Um, and they really um, Naughty Dog really, really blew the game out of the water with this one. I'm very, very impressed with the title overall. Uh, so absolutely. I, I get, it's got to get a solid nine point eight. All right, and there you have it. That's the audio review for The Last of Us from SOS Rage. Yes, and uh, I will be doing a written review, which I will provide to our good man, Gerald, tomorrow. So keep a lookout for that on my page. Did All I even right. actually start the podcast? Somewhere uh, back there, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... That was my ramblings on The Last of Us. Um, absolutely amazing game. If you have not played it, I highly recommend you do. Um, it is such an um, an emotionally um, invoking game, um, like I just summed up just now. Um, absolutely incredible game. Graphically amazing. Um, emotionally compelling. Um, just incredible gameplay. Incredible sense of realism. Character development. Voice acting. Just um, Naughty Dog absolutely commend you on an absolutely incredible game um has very very great, great potential to be a uh, game of the year absolutely well, funny funny i mean i think those exact quotes you made back uh, approximately two years ago for another naughty dog game oh that's right uncharted 3 <laughs> yes sir absolutely awesome you know what i've got a great quote for the back of the box for last of us you know how you're going to see it's great from this entity and it's fantastic from this one, perfect game, what whatnot. From yourgamesource.com, it should be, quote, don't trade in your PS3 just yet, end quote. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Good one. Yeah, I mean, I. it's just a... It's just an incredible game. It really Make sure you... Yeah, that's... Uh, again, yes, yourgamesource.com. Make sure you count it. Yes. Yes. However, uh, like we disclosed on our podcast, on our coming back home from E3. Mind you guys you, are finally back, yes. We're still adjusting to life outside the video game world. It is hard. I'm still adjusting to life from outside the car. 
some people just yeah. don't actually ever adjust to, out of the video game world, man. That's Get real. Graphics suck outside. <laughs> ah, that's a good one, Jimmy. <laughs> so I guess since I was the outsider in all of this, and I got basically a, a glimpse of what you guys did, and again, I appreciate all you guys what you did down there for us at theorgamesource.com providing us many videos, pictures, sights and sounds of the action and also the podcast that were recorded down there of E3 2013. My question to you guys now that we have you here and and in this forum and we're still hopefully going to get, you know, Chris Killer X Wolf, the man who has his rose-colored shades on for Xbox. I don't know, I think they're kind of greenish colored. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you say you're right. My question to you guys is, okay, now that you had some more time to think about it and not you were driving on home, distracted, tired, whatnot, and you've actually seen the news and you've seen the news over the weekend as far as exactly how well it's doing, how do you really think Sony has done on the level as far as what they were able to accomplish and what are they going to try and get across now and going forward uh, before the holiday season? Well, I mean, I, I um, you know, as, as I kind of reiterated on our podcast from, you know, from E3, um, I was really, uh, I was really impressed by what Sony, by what Sony did, and not, not to say that uh, again. Uh, just kind of recapping what what we discussed prior was uh, Microsoft came in with a strong conference. It, it wasn't that they did necessarily did a bad job in their conference. Uh, they delivered uh, like Jamie and I, you, you and I had uh, this discussion before. Uh, they delivered what they said they were going to deliver. You know, they they fulfilled their obligations by saying, you know, hey, we're going to show more games D three. Well, they did just that, and uh, they had some pretty incredible looking titles. They they did. Uh, however, which were uh, some of the ones that you liked? Uh, you I actually was uh, really blown away by Project Spec. That looked really cool. Spark or Spark? Sorry, I got Spec stuck in my mind. Project Spark. My bad. Um, I don't know where I get spec from. I must be thinking about something else. Um, I spec also, uh, although I probably Rise really isn't one of my probably isn't going to be one of my games I purchase. Uh, graphically, it did look really cool. Um, I wasn't really blown away by it, but then again, that's that's not my kind of game. It was a little too overboard with the uh, with the violence, the gore, and stuff like that. Um, Who cares about the violence and the gore? And the gore that was just a on, walking wait, testament wait. to the quick time event. But wait. So you didn't like it because you're not into that, but it was right up my alley. That was great. No, I mean all digital violence aside. <laughs> so you like Rise? It was very fluid, control wise and combo wise. I yeah. Was it? But did it rely too heavily on the QTEs to have so many QTEs in that small amount of time? Does does that isn't that kind of a turnoff? I mean, in the past we've well not we've if you're shunned- Lonnie. Well, okay, yes. But we've shown some games in the past because of too much in the way of QuickTimes events. And uh, I just was wondering if that was something that that would not make it less appealing to you guys. It really didn't seem too overbearing. I mean, yeah, you were really going, you know, block here, hit, stab. But it wasn't to the point where you had to do five different moves just to do one animated move on screen. Every time you did something, it was for a purpose. You shield block. That dazed him. You stab him. And then you're either going to finish him or you're going to move to the next guy because you're usually fighting about three or four guys at the same time. So you want to daze them all. So it really wasn't overbearing because there was a lot of action going on. It wasn't just one strict quick time event. 
Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the game. Uh, Resident Evil kind of uh, integrated, really started integrating not a lot of that, but I saw that in Resident Evil 4, and um, although sadly I didn't get to play through Resident Evil 6, so I don't, I don't really know how heavily they relied upon that in there, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how heavily the game relies upon it. I, for me, I don't know. I don't really... Uh, Rise, like I said, it, it's not my kind of game, but that's not to say that it didn't look like it was, you know, shaping up to, you know, potentially be, uh, you know, a, a game that people who might enjoy that kind of thing, you know, like playing. But um, I'll tell you what I was most excited about, which they showed right out the door, was the new Metal Gear. Uh, by far, the game. But that's not a that's incredible. not an Xbox exclusive. Well, I th- didn't think we were talking about Xbox exclusives. Well, I mean, it's okay. That's you're talking about the Xbox conference, but I just want to make clear: just because certain games were shown on a specific conference, it was not necessarily a a uh, an exclusive uh, unto uh, that particular console. Console, i.e., Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, baby. Uh, even that, even Titanfall, which you know they touted as an Xbox exclusive, is not actually an Xbox exclusive. It's an Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC exclusive. And I have a feeling, after you know we start talking more in depth about Sony and the fact that they're really gotten some lot of numbers, I, I don't think uh, EA is going to stand by and let let a game like Titanfall be out of the hands and reach of uh, PlayStation Four owners as well. And same thing well, for Dead Rising Three. I'll tell you what, um, uh, the order. I thought that one looked pretty good, huh, Jamie? That did actually look really good. I was, I, I mean, outside of the fact that we were joking around about, like, you know, hey, wait a minute, they didn't have weapons back in eight, the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, well, they didn't have that kind of a laser in eighteen eighty six. But, but nonetheless, it, it did look like a pretty good game. I'm trying. I, I agree. I'm trying to think of the other one that we saw during the conference. Some of it cut it in and out, so I didn't actually get to see uh, Lightning Returns at, at the on the uh, Sony press conference because of uh, we got in a little bit late on it. However, I did get to see it on the show floor, and it looks like a really awesome game. I played it on the show floor. It is an awesome game. Yeah. Well, uh, my question to you then is, you know, with with uh, you know Final Fantasy uh, 14. Um, being it being rebranded after you know not being a versus anymore, and then also as well, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Do you see those two games coming out anytime soon, or do you think it was just an announcement done early by Square Enix, and the next time you'll see them is 2016, 2015, at maybe at the earliest? I think they're going to aggravate a lot of fans if they don't. I, I you know it's hard for me to say because I I've really been looking forward to seeing versus, but. As you know, we've we've seen footage after footage after footage after footage after footage after footage and nothing. So I'm not really getting my hopes up too much for that one. Uh, as far as I, I don't know, the fact that they rebranded it, I don't know if that's something that we should be looking at the positive side for, or if that just means that's given them another couple of years to to delay the project even further. So I, I'm not really sure. You know, it, it's it's hard to say they. I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I, I mean, I'll always be a Final Fantasy fan. Not I, now. There, there are some previous titles that I don't. I don't necessarily agree that um, they've they've you know really impacted well overall with the way they've uh, made the game. Like you know, Final Fantasy 13 originally was a little linear, but it's still I, I think 
Square Enix is still cranking out some pretty uh, pretty fundamentally solid Final Fantasies. Uh, you know, they 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 kind of each have their quirks, but still, I don't think the fact that they rebranded it really indicates anything. Uh, you know, again, we've seen so much CG footage and everything from what was versus. So I, I I don't know. I don't really know how to read how they're going with that. So uh, make sure you keep checking us out at uh, yourgamesource.com, and we will uh, get you the latest and greatest for that. So now, now Jamie, what were your initial thoughts when you watched the Sony conference? Uh, I'm going to move you guys guys back and forth because I know it was a busy day for you guys. When you guys were watching the Sony conference. Um, and, and when I alerted to you guys some big news that was going down there, what were your initial thoughts? Big news. <laughs> my initial thoughts were, finally, oh we're going to see the system. You know, finally, we're going to see the system. That was my initial thoughts. Then going more into it, they, you know, not to digress back towards Microsoft, but they both had their what they delivered on. Microsoft said, we're going to bring game, games, games. And you said it as well, that that's what they need to do. And they did do that. Did they deliver what the actual consumer and gamer was looking for as far as questions that were left in the air? No. Did PlayStation? Yes. PlayStation answered those questions that were nagging at people. You know, is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? Am I going to be able to do this? And they answered that. And they had no problem answering that. And, and that the, only t- the only two little small issues were the fact that they're going to allow publishers to do their own DRM or decide their own DRM. And then uh, also as well, um, the PlayStation Plus issue as far as being able to connect online and play online multiplayer, you, you will need a PlayStation Plus account, which, as you and I have alluded to many times, is a great value for consumers because if you keep your PlayStation 3, you have your PlayStation 4, and you have a PlayStation Vita via the in using the remote play, you can use your PlayStation Plus account on all three and also get games for all those systems, correct? Exactly, and I find it beneficial as it is now, so that's just an even added bonus for me, you know, because I already have it now. So what's to stop me from getting it then? Nothing. It's, it's just an add bonus, and if that's going to you- make them lean in a direction that their online gets better, then so be it. And if you want to play offline and you don't want to deal with an always online system or you don't want to have to go in and, and check in once a day with your Xbox One and whatnot and not deal with that, the PlayStation 4 obviously won a lot of people over as far as what it can do and the fact that you don't have to go ahead and check in online. It can be an offline system and you don't have to get the PlayStation Plus account if you do not wish to well, and still enjoy quality gaming. And, and let me point this out. There was a clear difference, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was a clear difference in the amount of energy that was in that room compared to Microsoft. Oh, by far. The energy well, also, also as well was different. Also as well, you got to remember the fact that Microsoft, just from the get-go, from its press conference on, has really just not been able to to decide exactly what it wants to do, how it wants to go about doing things. When it announces something, it now has to change. Its use game policy has now changed 15 different times, it seems, uh, where now you now you can play use games, not have to worry about sharing with a friend or anything of that nature. Before, there was like it was limited to one. Then it was limited to 10 people. Then it was limited to other ways. And now, it's, now it seems to be similar to what Sony's doing because of all the bad press they got. I just 
just the some of the things that they've said and then Don Matrick on an interview last week angered a lot of people by saying, Well, if you don't have the online capabilities, we've got something for you. It's called the Xbox three sixty. I'm just paraphrasing here when I say oh. that. Oh, it was in an, he was in an inter- interview on Game Trailers uh, with Jeff Keighley and it, before the Xbox 360 uh, press Xbox One, excuse me, press conference, wow. and and stated that and that uh, got everybody up in an uproar. And he commented further: uh, If you do wish to check that out, it is on their site at GameTrailers.com. Uh, it was you know it just was very discouraging. Uh, to to listen to him say that, and I just think they they put their foot in their mouth in the past month quite quite a lot, and well, and, also, and it's almost as if they don't care. They don't. Don't you remember the guy that said just deal with it? Yeah, I it mean, all started right there. And then they talked about even further about well, you know, I I listened to the uh, the Don Metric uh, paraphrasing again. Um, I was watching the forums and reading the forums and saw somebody was saying was they're having an issue because they're on a nuclear sub. And, and he was trying to relate that somehow with, with all the rest of the individuals out there that play games that don't have the most adequate Internet service. And I just just really seemed like it was somebody that in, I was sitting in a position of arrogance and, and just not really having a clue or a concept of actually what it's like out there as far as Internet connections is concerned. I'm going to tell you this. It comes down to this. The Xbox One is not made for 2013. It's made for and developed in, with with a you know, five, ten-year lifespan in mind as far as it's concerned. And a lot of things that they're doing now and implementing now in the unit are, are unpopular now, but they're going to you know, most likely be something that, that the – that the the model business model will direct towards to and steer towards to in a later time, but unfortunately the way they're coming across right now is is really just an arrogant way of doing things. And the fact that they they have it a hundred dollars higher, it just makes it less attractive. The fact it had it the connect in there that that you're force feeding it to everyone is really appalling. Um, and the fact that you didn't even didn't even promote one game at at the press conference for the connect now mind you when i was going with you guys to the galen center every year and there was the time where that that dreaded time where the 30 minutes where they devoted connect games uh, everybody would you know you would hear the collective groan from everybody out there but to not even promote one or two games and blend that in with what you have that just tells you that you upon launch that you have no worthwhile connect games so you're asking the consumer to pay a hundred dollars more for something you don't have compelling uh games for and that to me is is just another detraction from it um i think the the xbox one system is going to be something that's comparable down the line but they just have to redo some of their thinking and some of the ways they do business before they can make it competitive even in the domestic market which they now currently command with in this current generation yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I mean, And then we have Nintendo. Jamie, elaborate more on your Nintendo experience there. <laughs> well, and that was can, Nintendo for everyone right there. If you can call it an experience. I mean, they unveiled a couple games. They, you know, pushed Smash Brothers, which is all fine and well. But, but can that I, was their... Can you just uh, say in a nutshell that, that do you get the sense that everything is for t- 2014 and they've pretty much given up on this year or no? Oh, I think this year has already passed them by. 
yeah, I can agree with that. You know, 2014, and who's to say when in 2014? If you want my honest opinion, it doesn't look like early 2014 at all. Well, I just was worried about that as far as, you know, those all those games are coming out in 2014, but by that, by that time, will they even be a competitive choice in the marketplace? And that is the problem because you don't have a whole lot of worthwhile offerings coming out this year. And 2014, you've got some nice titles coming out, but I really think that that might be too little too late for Nintendo by that point in time, especially as more and more next-gen titles come out to market. Right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then what kind of, you know, otherwise you're going to have to do some major price cuts and bundling and talking to Super Porn the other day about that. And we were both sharing our opinions on the actual styles of bundlings and things of that nature that they have to do. But I hope in the future that they'll be elaborating more on that soon, because I think some drastic things need to be done in order for the Wii U to stay even competitive in this marketplace. Like I said earlier, when we when we were discussing this. I I was very underwhelmed by Nintendo's presentation. Uh, I and and I, I agree with what you were saying earlier, Jamie. I know they showed they basically showed what they what they had. I mean, I mean there there would have been no reason for them to to rent such a such a large space. It would, really would have been a waste of money. Um, we, they're not pushing a system right now, so yeah, you know, they were kind of picking up the how do I put it? They're picking up the slack of what was left from. The two two announcements from you know the systems, mm-hmm. so it's like how do they compete with that? They really can't, so they just kind of got to go. This is what we're bringing to the table, and you know, but, it's, and, and that's and I don't want to really totally bar- you know give them the barrage. They've got some nice titles that are coming out, but the the problem is it's all 2014. Yeah, and you can go, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, all you want, but. Unfortunately, nobody is going to be looking at you unless you make some drastic changes and get some stuff out sooner rather than later. But you know, it's like the the thing, and the thing that gets me is that I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Smash Brothers fan. Okay, I, I like it. I think it's a great game. Uh, but you know, when they show that up there, it's kind of like and Mega Man, and you're like, oh, cool. Okay, Mega Man's in it, and then like they save like the best for last and it's like the Wii Fit Trainer is like your grand presentation and it's well I heard they made you guys wait 45 extra minutes just for that announcement yeah and and you're just kind of like uh and you know is there is there something else or this this is it the Wii Fit Trainer she looks like she sucks I, I mean you know and she probably does and and you know it's just kind of like you know, so you had us stand here listening to Mario for how long just to well, – okay, well, I guess we were in breakout sessions playing video games, but – I okay, that's a bad example. However, we did have to hear Mario for a period of time that made, made, you, made your ears want to bleed. However, if you move past that, which was actually kind of hard to do because if I heard Mamma Mia one more time, it felt like I was going to pick up one of those controllers and throw it at him. But – Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um if you can move past that yeah i mean J- uh, jamie if uh, um if you recall when we were in when we were waiting for that that presentation to start 
I thought I recalled hearing people walk by me making remarks, um, oh, hey, are we going to stay? And then some of the remarks made were, oh, no, I already know what they're going to show, you know, or I already have an idea what they're going to show. I mean, almost like it was a sense of disappointment. And you know what? After seeing the Wii Fit trainer being introduced in the, in the Super Smash, I can understand why they're probably uh, disappointed. Because but that's Nintendo. That you already pitiful. know. You already know they're going to show iterations of the same beloved characters time and time and time again and not really go out on a limb themselves as far as making right. new IPs, which you know, is, which is what in a way, disappointing. Yeah. The, the, the thing, though, was was that they, they, in my opinion, did not have anything there that made me go, wow, that is uh, awesome. I gotta that get was it. very lackluster. It was. I, that, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not trying to bash on them or anything. It's just I was not nearly impressed with their presentation of games. Okay, but let's put consoles aside. Consoles aside because they didn't really show a whole lot of console, quote, consoles at Microsoft's and Sony's. They showed software and gaming content and CG and other games. I was very – it was very underwhelming. I did not see anything that just popped out and said – that is an incredible looking title. No, instead they show us games like Bayonetta. Who who likes that game? Bayonetta? Well, you Bayonetta guys- too. Bayonetta, Bayonetta, the original Bayonetta was was very popular in Japan. Was well thought of, well highly received here in the states. Unfortunately, it did not translate into sales. A uh, high amount of sales when it came out for the Xbox 360 and PS3 for both Europe and the US. It, it's a DMC ripoff. Well, but like I said, it was still a very, very quality game. The original was when it came out. And I, like I said, it was very highly revered in Japan. But yeah, the game itself, as far as I'm concerned, did not appeal to a domestic or European audience. Well, and plus, if if I would have seen like a new Zelda, if I would have seen a, a new Zelda, we're not talking some rehashed combination of whatever they made there. I'm talking like a new a new addition to the Zelda series. I I would have had some genuine excitement for that. I, I am a big Zelda fan. I think it's one of the best games that Nintendo has put out. I, I really, I, I am. I love the series. I, I think it's a great, solid series. And you know what? They can make Zeldas until, you know, the end of time. And I'll be happy with every iteration. Well, I don't want to say every because I was kind of disappointed with uh, Twilight Princess. But, uh, outside of anyway, and Majora's but Masters, your but your major favorite. Zelda title your major Zelda title coming out for Wii U, Jamie, isn't that a uh, remake? Isn't that a Wind Waker HD? That's but but that's what I'm saying. That that was not impressive. I was not a big fan of Wind Waker. I didn't like the cel shading aspect and the way the game flowed. Plus, you know, taking a two hours to travel from one place to the other. I'm probably exaggerating, or maybe I'm not exaggerating. Depends on where you're going. I don't know. I don't really. I, I tried to block that part of my life out, but you know, it, I, I just standing in that conference was not as uh, you didn't get the same just wow factor as as Sony and Microsoft delivered. And and granted, again, going back to what we were saying. Nintendo presented what they had, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. They presented what they had. However, in my opinion, what they presented at the show is not going to be strong enough to keep them above water. It's not. It, it, again, and, and I can't predict the future. I'm just putting that out there. 
is that I I think Jamie, you hit home with that. They need to come out with a new uh, something new. They need something new that is going to captivate the audience. They need some new concept, some new game, some new software. Uh, I don't know, some new accessory component, something that will generate the same hype and the same just genuine interest like when the, the Nintendo Wii came out. And if that means – I just don't find much appeal with the Wii U and I'm, I'm buying a souped-up Wii with an expensive tablet that goes along with it. I, I just don't see – I just don't see the appeal, I, and I don't think Nintendo is coming across strong enough. And if they don't think of something soon, they're going to get swallowed up in Microsoft and Sony's shadow. Well, you hit the nail on the head. For years now, even back to my game store days, I would always have this argument with people of I always felt that Nintendo hit that point where now all they do is constantly keep their head above water. Yeah, yeah. And and I said it, you know, I feel I'm – starting to become Gerald. Oh my gosh, it's scary. I said it last year when we, you and I both did You the will pre- think as I do. You will think as I do. You <laughs> will do as I say. You Subliminal will messages, I see? I knew there that's what There you go, Padawan. Very good. But I said it last year when we did the pre-E3 podcast when they were doing the big Wii U stuff. What did I say? They need to push a new IP, something that appeals to the hardcore audience. And they still have not delivered on that. They keep falling back on what they think brought them to the dance. And they can't do that because that dance has already been over, said, done, closed. There's a whole new ball game going on, and they're they're not even on the sidelines right now. That's I, definitely uh definitely gotta agree with that one. Sitting yeah, on against our neck. No, I I mean it's just, you know, it's uh I'm trying to Stay away from that. Stay away from that. You know, if you knew, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. It. I, I really you just. No, now you know. Yeah, now you now you know. <laughs> I I have to I have to agree. Nintendo, I, I think, for the longest time, in my perception, has been sitting just that on the sidelines. They have been doing just enough to get by, and I think the release of the Wii U was not as well received as they may have hoped it was going to be. And to be honest with you, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm accurate in saying this, but would you say that the the sales from their handhelds are probably more successful than the sales from the Wii U? Yes. Okay. Oh, hands down, it's we're, we're it's not even a, it's not even close. I mean, that's that apple sales, and oranges. But that's sales, pretty sad. Well, well, the that's sales of the sad. Wii U has been um, one of the major disappointments of the last uh, two years as far as video gaming is concerned. The Wii U's sales uh, are can only be described as anemic. Um, even as people that were waiting for the other systems have this new system that's available and are not buying it in in large numbers, they're not buying it all in droves. They're they're making other choices in the Wii U, and that's very discouraging. I told Jamie the uh, the other day that we reported, I think it was about a month, month and a half ago, on our feed at on our game source page which you can also get at on our index page at yourgamesource.com if you like us of course please do if you can uh, that's while target running a massive sale on the Wii U and it it not moving the needle in the slightest and and just people are just not interested in the Wii U at this point in time in large masses, and it just—they're more—they're excited about the PlayStation Four, they're excited about next-gen systems, 
they're excited about you know going into that that realm of of can, how good games games can look, and they just look at Mario and go, "That's high end graphics." I don't <laughs> think so. I'm going to say this. I want to throw this out there. I welcome any feedback from anybody, staff included, on anything we've said directly towards Nintendo. Because, no, don't laugh. You're, don't laugh. I'm dead serious. And you know we're going to get it. Because the simple fact that I am a Wii U owner, so I can say whatever I want because I own one. So it's not like I'm sitting here going off on a system that I have no absolute knowledge about. I know what's there and I know what it can do and I know what's not there and there's not a lot there. Even though you know right now in our E3 best of E3 voting um, all, that's going to be shown later this week on our yourgamesource.com site has um, has some Wii U titles in there I'll just say it right now but I Thank won't say you, which ones. Thank you, Sam. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, it Sam. It has, has 3DS games as well. So, you know, yeah, in I, the running as far as I, that's I do need to give a shout out to Sam and thank her for bringing me over to see that. Uh, that was actually a really good game. Well, I you weren't supposed to, to say it. That's why I didn't say it. Oh. I'm going to hit you in the head. Okay. Sorry. And on that note, everyone. Just make sure you keep us tuned in. Once again, it's www.yourgamesource.com. We're going to leave the E3 2013 page up for a little longer in case you did not get to see any one of the five, well, actually six, if you include the Nintendo Direct, major press uh, references and press conferences that were available. We have all of them up on that E3 page. Plus, we have two great interviews from our friends at mindofthegeek.com with Sam and with Corey. Plus, we have all of our articles that are available there as far as relating to E3. We have our news feed that's available on there as well. And also, if you want to comment, we've got our forum right below. So we're going to keep that page open for a little while longer. Also as well, we've got a lot, ton of great things on the site. I hope you definitely get a chance to read my latest article on my page, the Yes, Elvis Lives blog of infamy, because I really took a lot of time and detailed my thoughts on E3 and my E3 epilogue for 2013. Like you said earlier, Nick, you have a written review coming of The Last of Us, which they're going to hear an audio review as well if they didn't catch it earlier in the podcast about your thoughts on The Last of Us. And then yeah, also I probably I probably want to do a separate one because I don't really think I collectively discussed that in the full capacity it should have been. So Okay, well I hope a ticker gets you while you do that. Anyways <laughs> and last but not and certainly not least, Jamie, besides all the stuff and negotiating that both you and Nick did behind the scenes, which we can't discuss at this point, but they were ultra secret and ultra infuriating all at the same time. Some good uh, things will be coming, though. I'll say I, that much. I hope so. I certainly hope so. Tell us more about some of the things you've got cooking up for us. Well, as usual, I'm definitely working behind the scenes, as Gerald said, thanks to mostly in part to the rest of the crew. They you know, hooked me up with a lot of good contacts, and I also got some of my own, and so we'll be working on that. But I will let you in on a little secret. I am putting together a little article myself on uh, maybe give you guys a little insight as to why I rushed right into uh, reserving a PlayStation 4. Was it because you had to go to the bathroom at GameStop? 
No, they don't charge you to go to the bathroom. They don't even have a bathroom. So now that that didn't do it. No. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, I'm on pins and needles then, if that's the case. Also, as well, don't forget to check out our videos on our YouTube page, yourgamesource.com. We've got a ton of E3 videos that we've already posted, and I've got more that I'm going to be putting out during the during the course of the week. About, I think about seven to ten more that I have to go comb through, but uh, they're on a lot of great titles that you're seeing coming up. In fact, you know, the, the so funny because I do want to share this on the air. Our actually our most popular one was recorded by Nick. Nice. Hey, come on, guys. I took one for the team and got yelled at and chased out of the Sony booth for recording Deadpool. But I just want to say, you know, the, the one that's been watched the most so far has been Nick's. Would you like to take a guess which one it is, Nick? Please do not tell me that was the, uh, the Skylanders one. No, no. It's the actual the Gran Turismo 6 video. And I, I just want to say, if you take a look and, and take a look at the comments that were provided, it, it, how's the best way to say it? Oh, wait, I, I've got it. It's actually from one of the commenters on it. This video looks like it was shot by something. If I had, if I had a nickel for every pixel for this camera that shot this video, I'd have one nickel. Oh, really? Yes, I like that Is, one. But did you shoot fun- video of when I was playing it? Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out whether that's a negative comment or a positive one. That's a negative comment. Okay, yeah. uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> wow, but you got to take it all in stride, man. You know, with those kind of comments, that's fine. Hey, we just, they're just what? jealous that they weren't there. Yeah, yeah you exactly. ain't offended, you ain't offended me at all. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you this, it is our most watched video, so check it out. No, it's not the best footage you know that Nick's ever taken, but hey, it does get Gran Turismo 6 a better look. It gives you a shout out. So. Laughs on you, because you watched I was it. there recording it. I <laughs> know, uh, laughs on you because you watched it. Yeah, and so did so many other people, apparently. So, yeah. wow, wow. Well, I just wanted to get that in there, so I thought that might be of some humor to you guys. But you know, whether it's whether it's negative or positive, please just send us your feedback, either on our, on our forum page, on our on our yourgamesource.com YouTube page, or just email us at yourgamesource.com. I look at it uh, this way, guys. Oh, that's negative or positive? I look at it this way: negative or positive, it means they're looking and they're watching. And our email at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. So, oh, how did you guys say it during the trip home? Yourgamesource! <laughs> Something like that. So, I guess, uh, Nick. This uh, is effect if you don't see the whole ninja moves that go with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hope you recorded that. It's funnier when you actually. Oh, did we record it? I know we took a picture of it. I don't know uh, if we recorded it. I, I believe we thank Chris for recording some of that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he did. I'll have to take a look. But go ahead, Nick, send us home since I guess Chris's unfortunate Killer X Wolf is busy hiding, maybe he crying a little bit. He's PS4. He'll be okay. Over well, the rainbow. <laughs> he is the ultimate Xbox fanboy. The ultimate Xbox fanboy. Hey, we should do another segment on that. Ultimate Xbox fanboy from yourgamesource.com. Anyway, folks, thank you for joining us. And as always, um, check us out. And uh, we are, as Gerald would put it, the number one aggregated 
Oh, never mind. I was going to actually – that was actually going to sound cool if I would actually finish that sentence. Anyway. It's the number, number one aggregate site in all of video game news and information. And yeah. I just want to give another shout-out, another final shout-out for the, for the great team at the GPG, the Gamer Protection Guild, for helping us out with all of our E3 2013 coverage. Going forward, it looks like we're, they're going to allow us to stay posting on their site, on their Facebook site, which I hope you'd like when you get a chance as and I hope that going forward, maybe George, who who does a great job running the GPG, I've invited him to to one of our podcasts in the future, some of his readers in the future. So maybe they'll be joining us on a future podcast. So I look forward to that as well. All right. Well, you know where to check us out at www.yourgamesource.com. You can also make sure they, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at GameSource as well as on YouTube, YourGameSource.com. And don't forget that's D-O-T-C-O-M, it's full word. And uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us. And until next time, uh, good night, gentlemen. Good night, folks. Arrivederci, our wonderful listeners out there. Good night, John Boy. Hey, you took mine. I was going to say that. Uh-huh. I'm older. I still know about these things. That's true, they are on reruns. That's correct. Nick at night, baby. Scary. Yeah, I don't know. I was playing around with Jamie's PS Vita, and I mean, even when we had it for the brief time, I, mean, I, I, I honestly, I really think it's a great little system. Uh, with the Vita? Yeah. The one you trashed? <laughs> I didn't trash it. Yeah, you did. I've got that on radio. I mean, I've got that on recording. How, how did I trash it? Jamie, I didn't. Tra- I didn't trash it. You At the time, there weren't very many games out for it. I thought it was overpriced. You've trashed it on more than one occasion. I believe the words "complete garbage" were used. No. Yes. And then that I... same night, nope. And then that same night after the podcast, you said, "Jamie, you really got to play Gravity Rush because when we were selling, when we were pushing these, Gravity Rush was great." I played the demo and I was like, all right. So then when it came out on PlayStation Plus, I downloaded it because you said that. You were wish-washy on it. I still need to get a memory card, though. There's a 91, newly listed, $91. Where? Right there. Here, I'll get you the, hold on. Keep your panties in a bunch. Oh, my goodness. It's one hour left. Get back, back. Back, you freaking Internet Explorer. That's why, that's why I use Firefox. <laughs> Vita, baby, Vita. Don't you ever use this recording for anything, old man. <laughs> Best of Nick Part 2. <laughs> Do I still sound crazy? Remember, this Game Source podcast was brought to you in part by the GPG, the Gamer Protection Guild. Find them and like them on Facebook at Gamer Protection Guild, fighting for your rights as gamers.